0: Well, hey, thanks for tuning in. I'm Pastor Cody and I'm Pastor Matt and
1: we're here to
0: have a conversation.
1: Yes, we are. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited about this conversation. Uh we are talking about his message My today. Message. Pastor Cody's message and uh man, you did a great job. I uh Thanks. Yeah, I enjoyed it twice. And uh, two times and yeah. it's different both times. It, it is. Just is. Now you now you get the you know the the problem, the issue that's not really a problem mm-hmm. or an issue.
0: Everybody's like, "Oh, they water it down for the the second one." Of the, it's really just not the case. You just kind of, for me, I forget. Um, like, like when I'm preaching the second time, in my mind, I think I already covered something, mm. and that's because I did an hour <laughs> before. <laughs> so it gets yeah. it gets confusing. Um, if you listen to both of them side by side, which none of you can because you don't have the files, hey. um, but you'll notice that I get a little a little eager or a little squirrely the second or the
1: first go around. It just kind of, it depends. Yeah. And I think too, it's, uh, you know, you preach to, you preach to the audience, you know, the people that are there Mm -hmm. and the, the nine o'clock audience is definitely, it's different. Y'all are different. Yeah. In a good way. It's just more seasoned people. Uh, You know, we've had visitors come in to the 9am, but Mm -hmm. typically it's um, regulars and, you know, senior saints that, have have been in the faith a long time, and they're yeah. coming to make make room in the eleven a.m. So they yep. come to the nine o'clock, which I'm very grateful for. But it's it's always neat to see how the Holy Spirit directs and leads, and uh, you end up kind of uh, tailoring it that way. And and I don't write it that way, and I know you didn't write it that way. We were working off the same outline, but it happens, and it's funny. There's this thing know. slash person called the Holy Spirit. Yeah, man, and it just happens, and he works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he works, and he does his thing. Uh, and we're grateful for that because if he didn't do his thing, there would be no our thing. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. But the Holy Spirit is, uh, man, Hey, Holy Spirit, we're thankful for you. Thank you. Holy Spirit. If you're watching, shout out to you. Yep. Shout out. out. You are awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, but anyway, it was, it was good. And I always, I have a sense of pride and, you know, in in a good way, uh, not like pride the problem in this text, but (laughs) I have a sense of pride. Uh, watching you up there and you know y- I've, we've just been together a long time and watching you grow and mature and uh, you y- have molded me into the mess that I am <laughs> <laughs> and that's <laughs> true is this my fault uh, <laughs> but yeah it, it's just really good and you know literally had a front row seat to uh to the literally. show yesterday splash zone yep and I enjoyed it and it was neat to see your mom she's been coming uh, mm-hmm. faithfully, and um, you know, her to just beaming ear to ear walking out, you know, mm-hmm. yesterday, she's just very proud of you. And so am I. Um, but the work you put in on this, it is, it's evident, it shows, and there's a lot to talk about just, uh, based on the content and things that you kind of touched on. Um, maybe didn't, ex- maybe you expounded on them in in the 9am and not the 11 or vice versa. Yeah. Um, but I was told to keep it 30 way. minutes or less. I don't know who told you that. Uh, <laughs> Somebody who never keeps it 30 minutes or less. I know. But I am going to... Uh, yeah, I'm doing it. There's you heard it here first. Yeah, and if it's <laughs> not... If if I don't finish my message next week, if I just cut it off abruptly, you know why. Because I am going to keep to my word 30 minutes next week. And we'll cover the rest of it here. Yeah, yeah. Well, even if we're able to... I don't know if it's going to work out. We're, the worship team has been working on Jyra, uh, and we don't want to... We, we don't want to release it into the wild until we at least know that it can stand on its own and uh-huh. provide its own meal <laughs> i see what you did there uh, but anyway uh yeah it's it it is what it is so we're, we're kind of continuing to work on that and so there may be a version of gyro that happens next week it might not uh, but whenever that happens man i'm i'm just anticipating great things so it's going to be good yeah maybe it happens this Sunday and I I only have 30 minutes anyways but I'm really trying actively and I know many are like oh you know it's two it's two sides one side is you know pastor it would just really be helpful if you keep your message to 30 (laughs) minutes or less we're tired of hearing you yeah we got a lot going on now (laughs) Uh, and I think part of it isn't just it's not an eagerness to get out it's just I've, I've received enough I'm mm-hmm. I'm chewing on it. Thirty minutes is enough for what what I can absorb in that moment, and you know anyway, which is yeah. we we understand that you know it's not a negative thing or that you uh, don't care as much or you're less dedicated as a Christian. It's just who we are as a, as a culture. <laughs> you know <laughs> do, what I mean? Yeah.
0: Do you remember? I'm sure you do. There's no way you don't. But there was a group of ladies that used to come to the eleven, and they would roll Stand out the same time every, every week, week because they had they met. At the same time every week At for lunch, diner, and you whatever. knew when they rolled out. It was that was it. You it was like, twelve fifteen. Wow, I'm late. <laughs> yep, yep. Every
1: week, and, yeah. I would measure my sermon by that. By that time, now we have a clock. We do have a clock in the back. Thanks, Carmen. Um, yeah, man. Um, now we have multiple since the presentation monitor is finally oh, yeah, working. Yeah. So there's there's multiple options. There's no excuse. Uh, but it's it's <laughs> people actually thought. You went long because you didn't know the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well let me just take my watch <laughs> off here and throw it. And, uh no, it's it's not that. I, I do get carried away. It takes more work, uh, I think to to, you know, neck it down, if you will, and, and neck it. You know, I don't know if that makes sense, but <laughs> pack it in such a way. <laughs> it's not naked. It, ta- it, it takes
0: effort to get it necked. <laughs> neck it
1: <laughs> neck it down it's i have like all these old sayings some of them are probably ah. totally wrong uh but anyway it's uh, you know we
0: play this game with the youth group on wednesday called can you speak boomer and i'm sure that phrase is going to pop up at some <laughs> point <laughs> <laughs>
1: i probably would would ace that game i would win oh my goodness i love it i definitely speak boomer uh, but anyway, the no offense to boomers it, watching. It, yeah. I love you all so much. <laughs> you are the foundation, the bedrock. Um, Anyway. um, So, yeah, it, it does. It takes a lot of work. But I think for the most part, I just get very I get very comfortable. I love and enjoy. There's nothing more enjoyable or uh, a part of my job or what God has called me to do. Nothing more sacred to me really than than preaching. And I love preaching. It's just mm-hmm. something that it, it is the highlight of my week. And so when I get up there, I get carried away. Yeah. And I great. I enjoy it and I love it. And it is just uh, just the one of the highlights, one of, if not the greatest uh of my calling that the Lord has allowed me to do and so anyway that's that's just it I love it I enjoy it and I don't want it to end even though many of you do want it to end <laughs> <laughs> so I don't I don't want to be a stumbling block so this is something that I'm shooting for not to limit and if the Holy Spirit uh, obviously says keep going or open it up or stay on that you know I will be sensitive to that and be obedient uh, but, for the most part it's not that you know it's right. it's just yeah. me being in the moment and and continuing in areas that I probably uh shouldn't continue in or telling a story or whatever so uh i'm going to continue to work hard and and get to that, and that's one reason why we have this conversation so Uh, that we can continue to talk about the sermon Mm. and other points and bring things out. And we hope it's a blessing to you, uh, the three of you that watch consistently. All three of you. Thank you you. so much. Love you so much. Mm -hmm. Uh, If all of you contribute $1,000
0: a month, we can afford to do this full time. (laughs) Well, (laughs) one of us can afford to
1: do this part time. (laughs) Not even. Yeah. (laughs) Half of us can yeah. afford part. No. Yeah. Just oh, kidding. my just goodness. Yeah. We're just teasing. But it's uh, it's really incredible what we get to do and how we study the word of God and it changes and shapes. And, and it's the the Lord. There, there's something magical, you know, um, spiritual, obviously, went on, on the side of magic that's spiritual. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but there is something magical. You understand what I'm saying ab- about Disney, Disney. magic. There is Disney magic in it. Uh, and it's kind of a strange thing, but, you know, Paul, the foolishness of preaching mm-hmm. and, and to save them that believe there, there's so much weight on the exposi- an exposition of Scripture and uh, walking through a text. But anyway, uh, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about uh, let's the message here. Um, old habits die hard was maybe the first iteration and then escaping the old escaping path. the old way was Mark two escaping and the, the final yeah escaping the old way would be the title for uh, here in chapter 10 and really and I like what he said we're putting a bow on this Christian freedom topic and honestly I think that we could talk about the uh, the end the practical points the whole time here but I loved your takeaways rely on his faithfulness and not your strength. Don't play both sides of the fence and deny yourself by putting someone else's needs in front of your own. That's where we landed. Mm-hmm. And what I loved about that is you could you could take that and as a filter, any question that you have, problem that you're struggling with, or uh, directional thought of like where we're, where you're heading in any area, right? Like you could use those three things practically and really uh, define whether or not something should or shouldn't be in your life. Yeah, big time.
0: And I think that we, and I and I brought this up in the 9 and the 11 o'clock yesterday, but we mm. really want, like when we read this, we really just want Paul to say, like, these are a list of do's and these are a list of don'ts. Uh, but he doesn't say that, and scripture as a whole really doesn't say that either. Right. So it's kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we just don't get it. And Paul's like, listen the filter that you should be running these things through is, <laughs> you know, what's your Christian freedom filter look like? It's not about, you know, whether you can or can't do something, it's whether you should do something. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> my favorite part was in between services. I was like, this is just like Jurassic Park, you yeah. know, where Jeff Goldblum is like, you know, they're cloning the dinosaurs. And he's like, you know, you thought so much about whether you could or couldn't do it. You didn't think about whether you should do it, right? And Paul is saying the exact same thing. Like mm-hmm. the the thought process up here isn't it shouldn't be. Can I do that? It should be. Should I do that? Mm-hmm. And what are the implications if I do or don't do it? Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. And we always think, you know, can we? Yeah. Yeah. Like May can we? I do that? May we do that? You know. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's that question of can I get away with this? You know, and that the attitude that that flows from is ultimately it's self-satisfying you know it is and and that's really where paul just over and over from the tail end of last chapter where he's like look i beat my body into subjection (laughs) you know like this isn't about me and my wants like if if that was the case i wouldn't be doing what i'm doing if that was the case i wouldn't be like this evangelist church planning figure you know that's changing the world uh through all of my hardships because ultimately that's that's what it is um so it's just an incredible way to formulate christian freedom to say looking at these three things i think maybe we could try it rely on his faithfulness and not your strength so like what's 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 an issue or something that someone would question like can i do this in my christian freedom
0: well i think to me and this may be off topic on that but to me what jumps out and you probably see it all the time too but like people always when we face issues are first gut instinct is we have to do something about this Mm. and these premature things that we do because we think that we are able to, to jump on and fix these things. Like Mm -hmm. we, we make premature decisions based on what we think and we don't, we don't allow we don't allow God to work in situations. Mm. We don't because in that moment, we're not making a decision based on his faithful, faithful <laughs> faithfulness. His faithfulness. His faithfulness. We're making a decision.
1: Man, we fa- just coined a whole new term. What faithfulness. A good, yeah, I just want to see his face mm. before your face. No, anyway. <laughs> Sorry. So, so like, keep, like, what what is an issue? Like, what could we bring up that that we could run through this filter? What's a problem that maybe we could say, would be maybe an issue of Christian freedom. I mean, we can use the ones they had, but like for us, like if we were to bring this into today's context, right, we put in uh, three weeks on Mm -hmm. this topic yeah, and, you know, in there we had marriage. uh, I think there was some marriage stuff, uh, sexual sin, Lord's Supper, um, you know, of course, idolatry, you know, which is something that, you know, he kind of like hammers at the end. But, Mm -hmm. you know, this thing of of Christian freedom, maybe – we put it back into the the language that Paul used. All things are lawful, but not all things are profitable. Yeah, you know what's something that in our context we could run through that filter for folks with a three practical takeaway step here um, that would maybe you know allow them to kind of work through that process mm-hmm. and see how helpful it is. What do you think? I see. Let's run it through the mill. So yeah, okay. So let's. I mean, it really can be. It can be anything.
0: Yeah. Well, I think. Okay, so are we thinking about this from the perspective of – because this is kind of geared towards temptation. So should we mm-hmm. stay on that track or should we – that's probably the most helpful mm-hmm. for our
1: audience, I would say.
0: Yeah. Well, I think in in this regard, what Paul is talking about with the idolatry issue is, you know, we're <laughs> – there is a way – and we talked about this. This is one of the first things that we talked about. There is a way of escape uh, that God has made, and if mm-hmm. you read verse 13, you see that Paul's like, listen – God is faithful and because he's faithful he has made a way of escape and that way is you know he's empowering you with with the spirit. Mm-hmm. And when we look at you know are we running this through like are we allowing him to be faithful or are we choosing to exercise our own strength mm-hmm. in something like um you know think about a sexual issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know that's a that's a hot button topic in in 1 Corinthians big time. Yeah. Um but are we <laughs> when when it comes to dealing with these things We we tend to I'm trying to think of a
1: a PG way to Well no, I think I think that's good if we stay on the temptation side. Yeah. Like let's just work let's work that. You know, and and I think part of it is like, you know, we think sometimes we think narrowly about Mm -hmm. an issue that, that would be acceptable for other people but isn't acceptable for us. Yeah. So let's let's consider the fact that in our lives, like let's take this, this topic of, of sexual sin Mm -hmm. before it becomes a sexual sin. It's probably a gray area. Yeah. Right. Before it becomes something that you and sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. And I I like the progression here that Paul takes and that you brought out is, you know, he's walking through issues, right. But then he lands on idolatry. Yeah. You know, and so you can kind of get the sense that they began um, you know, taking things too far. Right. And it crept in it slowly crept but in. surely. And now it's just there. Slow fade. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Casting crown song. Yeah,
1: man. Plug it. Love those guys. Right. Uh, guys and gals. But, <laughs> you know, the, the point is, is I think you're reaching this point where we have to we have to see and identify that when there's an issue that we uh, justify, I'm I know that's my struggle. I'll justify anything and everything. You know, it's like, well, that's OK because of fill in the blank. Um, You know, it's it's not about that. It's about this thing of Christian freedom. um, Paul's bringing out that there should be more layers to what you allow and don't allow, because if you allow it, you know, the the end of that could be temptation and could be sin. Mm -hmm. And if we just run things through these practical takeaways that Paul is talking about, that Cody brought out yesterday, uh, we'll never get there. We'll never fall into sexual sin. Look, let's use it. So let's say a temptation like you, you know, you'd brought out like within sexual sin, whether it's a boundary, Mm -hmm. it's okay for us to uh, text or for us to talk or have a relationship with people at work or you know what I mean? Like we all know that there's like what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. Maybe. Uh, socially or within your relationships, relationally, right? And so we know where those boundaries are, and we may push it one way or another. So what, what we're encouraging you to do in Christian freedom is not to push boundaries according to your own pleasure, according to what you're getting from it. Point number one practically is rely on his faithfulness and not your strength. That one thing right there, it's like, how do I push into this temptation or into this sin or into this thing that's giving me pleasure when I'm relying on him and his faithfulness? Mm -hmm. The two don't. They can't coexist. You can't eat a meal at the Lord's Supper and eat a meal with demons. Right. You know, which is what you brought out yesterday. Mm -hmm. And so this is I'm really trying to, like, bring this home. And this is what was going through my head yesterday. And and this conversation here is very important because we often are at that step of temptation where we're thinking, oh, I just I really want to go, you know, get high or I really want to go cheat on my significant other. I really want to go. And we never should be there. He's made a way of escape. Mm -hmm. You know, well, God won't put anything on you. You know, we talked about that. No, like if we are approaching this from the practical perspective of his faithfulness and not your strength, then we are leaning into what he has done for us, mm-hmm. and it's never about what makes me feel good. It's what he has done, right? And I think, uh. th- and I think there's a couple
0: layers to that because, we'll <laughs> mind blown. Um, <laughs> you know, keeping that thought in perspective about his faithfulness and the fact that he's made a way. Um, it 's more about to me at least the the way that he has made he has allowed us like we have a holy spirit, the rest of the world does not have that mm. and if we 're not if we 're not leaning into that if we 're not hurt him specifically mm-hmm. if we 're not leaning into that and we 're not walking in the spirit like we will, we will set ourselves up you know traps you know oh, we yeah. will be entrapped by what we want yeah and I think that 's what 's important to understand about this this idea of sin and temptation is that we literally set bear traps for ourselves right. in our lives. yeah. And we do that because we're not walking in the spirit. yeah. We do that because these things that should be a priority, that mm-hmm. should be at the forefront of our lives, take a back seat because we feel like they're inconvenient or that they are just whatever, yeah. you know? And I feel like the, in that same mindset, like I feel like you kind of get the gist that that Corinth was very flippant. With things oh, like yeah. things were just <laughs> like eh, you know and i get that i relate to that because i'm a nine and everything's just kind of whatever right. to a degree enneagram enneagram nine. nine yeah i also have a nine at home <laughs> 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 um but it's <That's> funny <laughs> but i'll never tell where it is that's right if you're watching joe biden <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> just, just teasing two a guys right here yep um but but and we this
1: we post w- is sponsored by walther no yep. I'm kidding <laughs> don't we wish yeah. We'll be nice. we nice. We love your firearms. Yeah, we anyway. do.
0: Yeah. Um, man, it's what true, though. You yeah. can't,
1: you know, the, the fluidity of in and out of temptation and what you want instead of what the Lord wants. It just doesn't work. Right. We continue yeah. to
0: be tempted because we we fail to set boundaries and we continue to yeah. walk into the same trap.
1: Yeah. And so if if we can take this first part of like relying on God's faithfulness, his Mm -hmm. foundation, you know, the fact that he is solid, he is, uh, he has established Mm. this way, you know, that you talked about yesterday. Yeah. Then then we don't have to rely on our strength. And remember, that's I keep going back to this because Paul's whole point. Right. In chapter one, I think it was verse 12. I don't want I don't want to have a church here in the Las Vegas of the ancient world that doesn't have the power of the cross what you guys are doing it's emptying the cross of its power you right. have a you have a trap door in your church that is literally just you're losing the power of god right through it yeah and so and, and this is important for us to get this now because we're about to dive into the holy spirit mm-hmm. on i i mean we're about to just really go into some some pretty wild stuff you know that paul is going to talk about and so before we get there we're saying, realize that you have access to a better way. And this is sponsored by a better way. You can. No, okay. <laughs> That's Sean it's FM. true. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. I hate. B- disclaimer I hate all FM radio, but man. I don't. I yeah. love you. I'm yeah. so. Uh, this is my boomer esque. I still listen to the radio. <laughs> He's like, uh, FM oh yeah. radio?
0: I still only listen to classical music on AM, six, on, whatever. Uh, you know, or se- <laughs> whatever channel. I don't know. I don't know what channel it comes on. But but to, to anyway to continue that thought yeah um you know it's almost like you know you've been given a weapon and whether you're victorious w- <laughs> victorious or not is dictated on whether you use it mm. you know and if you don't use it guess what you're going to lose
1: yeah you know That's and right. he's
0: faithful if you use that weapon if you're using him he is the weapon yeah. um you know he is the jason born the human weapon, you know, yeah, he but, is,
1: <laughs> but if you were you know Iraq, and we were to go search for weapons of mass destruction, <laughs> would we find it in your heart? You I don't know? know, George Bush would we find them? <laughs> no, we wouldn't anyway uh the the point is is uh, you know it, it, is this something that you are weighing your Christian freedom with? Well, am I worried about God's faithfulness? Well, <laughs> well, if you do that thing, if you step into that temptation. If you walk down that path, Mm -hmm. then you're walking away from what he has established for you. And so that's like the first part here in our Christian lives. Like before we before we ask the question, you know, as as far as like, is this okay? Can I get away with this? Should you be doing it? Like Cody said, and, um, you know, measuring that, looking at that through the lens of, uh, you know, God's faithfulness and what he's done for you, just really cuts things down right you know and then the second thing with his faithfulness in view don't play both sides of the fence (laughs) once you know i tell my kids this you know the scripture verses to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not it is sin it's sin yep you know it's it's just as much sin to not do the good thing that you know you should be doing as it is to do the bad thing that you know you shouldn't do yeah and so we forget about that we really do we we uh, have spiritual amnesia when it comes to these things that the Lord's faithfulness has allowed all of us to be witnesses. You know, and in Acts chapter two, when we move into this Holy Spirit piece, like you will be witnesses. What does that mm-hmm. mean? You're going to be able to to be a credible character witness on the stand uh, for the Lord Jesus that's on trial in many of these people's lives. Yeah. And, and you need to declare him innocent and them guilty. And you're a witness of that and his power, the power of the cross. But, but what happens is we are rendered useless because of this. We are playing both sides of the fence. And Mm -hmm. so we can't, we can't do that. Um, and on a super,
0: on a super practical level, I just feel like it's so, and we all know we see it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know oh, we do it <laughs> you know to a certain degree we we all see people who live double lives yeah you know they come to church on Sunday and it's all good but before they got here they were screaming at each other and when they leave they're screaming at each other mm-hmm. but when they're here it's like all you know it's all great you right. know and then they go to work on Monday and you know their coworkers would be shocked to yeah. find out that they call themselves a follower of Jesus yeah you know even if they don't know much about that they're like uh, are you sure about that You know, and what Paul is saying is like, listen, you just you can't have both Mm. like you can't you cannot have it both ways. You can't be partakers of demons. You cannot be partakers in these pagan religious practices and then come and and be a part of and and worship as a church. Mm -hmm. Like they were doing that, but they should not have been doing that.
1: No, no, they Mm. shouldn't. And And it's
0: almost I don't know if it's because and this is just me reading between the lines, but I don't know if maybe. Some of them felt like they could cover all of their bases if they were worshiping the regional deity and they'd be socially accepted. Hmm. And then they wanted to be, be, you know, be a part of the church for whatever reason. Like, I, I don't know why. Yeah. Um. But Paul makes it super clear. Like, listen, you may think that's OK, but it's not. Hmm. You, you may think it's OK to be one thing to these people over here and one thing over here, but it's not OK. Why is it not OK. Because it affects your witness, that's right it doesn't. it 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 discredits you yeah. as a witness it n- it no longer allows you to be a faithful witness of who Jesus is, mm. and I think that's the crux of the issue, yeah, you know, why shouldn't you do that? It's not about you know, and he warns that he feels like they're going to fall away and just be sharers and demons, he says but um, but it's about, it's about the gospel.
1: It's about their witness. <laughs> it's all about the gospel. Hate your message from last week. Yeah, it is. It, it, it definitely ties to that. And I think that this is at this point in the book, you should be considering and thinking and really looking at your life. Like, am I a shareholder? Do you have more shares with demons mm-hmm. or do you have more shares with the gospel? Yeah. You know, do you, have you, if you check, if we checked your Robin hood app or your Weeble app, you know, what stock would you be trading on? You know, like he brought that illustration out yesterday, and I thought that was so good. You know, are you vested in the wrong side here? You mm-hmm. know, and if you are filled with pride, <laughs> did you buy Dogecoin at sixty cents? If
0: so, you're losing. <laughs> That's being a sharer in demons. Yeah, sharer in demons. Yeah,
1: sharer in some <laughs> meme stock. But right, you know, the, the the point here is, as you look at your life and you look at what the Lord's doing. uh if you're justifying things, if you're propping up w- even your goodness and your service at church uh, to make yourself something, guess what? <laughs> you're not in the right shareholder mm-hmm. position there. Yep. Uh, so you just bought shares of Circuit City. <laughs> that's what you bought. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's where this is going. When we talk about the Holy Spirit and then we talk about love, you know, it it's... Man, it becomes so clear, and so hopefully at this point, these practical takeaways are helping you come to the realization that, uh, man, it, it church might not look exactly like you thought it should look, you know. Mm-hmm. And in terms of how that's playing out in your life, it's not a list of things of do's and don'ts so that you feel better about yourself. Right. It couldn't be any more opposite than that.
0: <laughs> it couldn't be less that. But for some oh. reason, people
1: still there's whole people who have been in the church for a long built time. To that. They're yeah. Still, we're still there. you know. Yeah. And I feel like we fall into that. Even even, you know, dare we say, Baptist folks that have been in the Baptist church for years Ooh. and years that know that it's not by works. Right. You're <laughs> quick. Everybody knows Ephesians two, eight, nine in the Baptist church. It's not by works. Why aren't you wearing a suit? Exactly. Don't you know?
0: Don't you know that God deserves your best? You're yep. meeting with the king,
1: friend. Yep. And <laughs> it, <geez. laughs> which is the truth. You know, and and if any of that aspect falls out of tradition, oh, God forbid. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just not about that. Remove not the ancient landmarks. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) How do we escape the old paths? I mean, (laughs) hey, that was almost. the title. That's a bit too far. It's a bit too far. (laughs) Not really, though. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But not really. Is it? Yeah. So the last deny yourself by putting someone else's needs in front of your own. I think this Um, to
0: me was my favorite.
1: Go ahead. Speak to it and then I'll tell a story. Because this is the conversation. No, no, you tell yours, and then I'll tell a story. Oh, Okay. Well, I, I just I just finished this really good book. I've probably already told the story, but um, I'll tell I it again. Know.
0: Go ahead. Um, but I thought it was just you know when Paul circles around and he puts a bow on this topic, the last thing that he wants to make sure that he's hitting on well is he wants to he wants to make sure that we are exercising often. You know actively putting others before ourselves. Mm. And you know, he, he, it kind of comes through in the the idolatry conversation. He's like, "Listen, don't ask, you know, if you're buying meat from the marketplace, don't ask questions. Why? Because the person at the marketplace doesn't need to put together that you're okay with that and you're a Jesus follower and that doesn't set in well up here." Mm. And so he starts the conversation there like, "Listen, it's all about your testimony." And moving forward from there, he circles back around and he's like, "It's a conscience issue, but it's not about you." It's about your neighbor. Mm. It's about your neighbors' conscience and what they think and what they perceive. And so we should be willing to inconvenience ourselves and and deprive ourselves of things that we have every right to. Mm. You know, I said yesterday that the 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 Christian freedom that we have um is the very thing that we are called to to give up. The very thing that Jesus gave us that is unique, that is, that is such a blessing, we are called to to lay down for other people, we are called to be servants. We are called to put ourselves last. And, you know, that just, that means giving up what he gave us. And that's so countercultural. That's so, you know, it goes against logic, but that's that's what the gospel is. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't make sense on paper. Mm-mm. And that's by design. Um, but when we think about this, we're just like, man, like, am I, and to me, this was the most practical thing because we can do this to somebody any day of the week. At, at any point with somebody, we can choose to deny ourselves, even if, it's a, even if it's a spot in line at the grocery store, you know, hey, do you want to go in front of me? You know, even if they're that person that has, like, the book of coupons <laughs> and, like, 70 things in their cart and you know they're going to be at the register for an hour, yeah, right. you know, and you've only got a Diet Coke in your hand, but you're like, you know what, I'm going to let them go first. Yeah. Um, that's a very
1: specific, odd example, but you get what I'm saying. I th- but I think it encapsula- encapsulates it. Yeah, inter- it's a ridiculous thing to do, but we should do it. Right, and that's that's the point. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is what Paul is saying. Look, I'll go vegan. I'll do th- this. Is the the yeah. culmination is if you are preferring yourself over other people, then you're in idolatry. Then you're an idolater. If you are preferring others first. Then you're escaping temptation. Mm-hmm. We have to connect the two. Yeah, we have to connect the two. Like you, you can't just isolate. And and once once again, you know, th- that's the problem with like this topical preaching. Yeah, that says, "Let me show you this verse here that says the Lord won't put nothing on you that you can't handle." Let me t- Let me take that <laughs> in here and exige- I'm gonna exegete that right there, and, uh, and I'm gonna tell you that that you can make it through. <laughs> look right here in my eyes. You can make it through.
0: You know, it's like no. That's, and for I, just five dollars, you can buy this prayer
1: rock. <laughs> I'll say you a drop of this coffee. It's amazing. No, but <laughs> tears. There's tears in this anyway. <laughs> we won't go there. But uh, the point is this it all fits together. It does. It's all it, it, it is this collection of it's a letter, right? But it's mm-hmm. this collection of thoughts that Paul is like, look, watch this progression of when it becomes about you and not about Jesus. Yeah. And, and you're literally losing the point. You're losing the power. Right. That, that actually is going to make this whole thing work. So he's hitting this reset button. Flee that idea. Flee idolatry. There's been a way of escape from that. Right. You know. And, you uh, know, some uh, of
0: the audience was like, whatever, Paul, like, you don't. you don't right. know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah get out of here. And
1: those are the same people that were th- that are searching for a construct to make them feel better. Mm-hmm. that are searching for something this side of heaven to to hang their glory on. And Paul's like, no, this that has to be dismantled because the way is his glory. Preaching, uh, it's not about eloquent speech, right? Eloquent speech in the beginning, right? It, it's Even though Apollos crushes it in the pulpit, it's not about that. And Apollos would tell you that. Mm-hmm. It, it's about him, you know, the preaching of the cross. It, it's... So, so he's painting this just incredible picture, and we should be getting a really good perspective of what the gospel in our life, our, our lives centered around the gospel, what that is going to look like. And, and it plays out in the simplest of ways, uh, but sometimes are the hardest for us to grasp. It's true, unfortunately. And with that first
0: thought of, of leaning on his faithfulness, you know, we talked about. The hardest thing to do with temptation is to just say no. Mm. You know, it's so easy at face value, but it's so difficult. Yeah. And we know that because of looking at the world around us. We can't say no to things that destroy us unless yeah. we are empowered by the spirit.
1: To right. Do so. That's right. You know? Yeah. We can't avoid bringing glory to ourselves. Right. Um, unless we're denying the flesh mm-hmm. and acknowledging and exalting the spirit of God.
0: Yeah. You know? And I think there's so many layers and benefits to to putting others before ourself. Yeah. Um, but it's just, you know, man, you ever you ever read, Paul? And I'm sure you do. But just no, the w- I never read it. <laughs> you ever read this? You heard of this guy called Paul? Love that. He guy. doesn't need a last name because he's so renowned. <laughs> um, That's funny.
1: Paul of Tarsus, his last name, Apostle. No. <laughs> It's like Paul. He's amazing. That guy. (laughs) (laughs) No, just Paul. Yeah, Um, Paul.
0: But just the way, and if you read any of Paul, really any of the New Testament letters, you know, you just read the way that this information is 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 cataloged and and put together and portrayed. It's just when I was reading, uh, you know, chapter chapter ten, I was like, this is just masterful. The way that that Paul, you know, under inspiration of the Holy Spirit put this thing together because this flow of thought is just wow. And then to try mm-hmm. to recreate that to preach it to to carry this theme through is a challenge because it's just so it's a lot of Paul weight. weaves it together so well, mm-hmm. you know. It's just a, it's amazing.
1: Yeah, and we're just wanting you to internalize that and and take it to heart and and let it like David said, let it burn as you think on let it. Let it burn. Yeah, turn let or it burn, <laughs> <Save> or sizzle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we're full of it today. Oh, I definitely my had my coffee this morning. Woo, yeah, um, I'm on cup number two. Yeah, or
0: three. Oh my
1: goodness, three actually. Yeah. Last week I delayed just just trying to make sure that I'm you know not codependent, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I was doing one cup in the afternoon. Yeah, and no cup in the morning. Yeah, man, I, I I would just like to think there's just different versions of me. <laughs> it's true. This is Matt, you know, morning cup of coffee, this is Matt. Matt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is Matt. And this is afternoon Matt. Yeah, if um, you've ever
0: called him, you know that's his, this is Matt. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. your, your stock response. <laughs> Even if you know the number, this is Matt. That's true, I do. <laughs> and then people say, would you say my phone number? No, I, no, I knew like, it was Like, oh, you. I did say it. I just want you to understand yeah. you get treated like the rest of them. <laughs> no, I, I, knew, I knew it was you. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, let let me tell this story and then we'll tell it. Yeah, unless it, do you have anything else you wanted to say that you didn't? No, I know I you, you you talked about the Old Testament, of course. I mean, I think ways, that was just kind of a uh, you know
0: building on Paul's Paul's points a little bit. Yeah. Um. You know. So I th- I think it's I think we're probably good. Yeah. Um. Definitely listen to the message. Yeah. Listen to the message. Yeah. That's kind of why we do these things. This is a companion, so this won't make a ton of sense without it. Right. Um. I mean, it yeah. does, but it n- full picture. Listen to both parts. Yeah. Um. But no, I think that, you know, and honestly, when we had a conversation earlier in the week about just how, you know, how you structure things when you're preaching and trying to implement that, I thought it was super, uh, super helpful. But I think that just hitting those points like that's ultimately, you know, Paul lays all of that groundwork with the story of the wilderness wanderings and the, the priesthood and the Lord's Supper. And he lays all of that groundwork to hammer home the point like, hey, it's not about you. Yeah. Like, yeah. leave your pride at home, put yourself last, and, right. and trust that God is faithful and walk in the Spirit. Yeah. You know, all of that groundwork leading up to that. But yeah. And you know, I mean, but ultimately, ultimately was verse 1, he's
1: like, hey, just be imagers. Yeah, just be an imager with me. Mm-hmm. Image me as I image Christ. Yep. You know, which sounds like a prideful thing to say, but. Yeah, I d- I, considering the whole book, it's not. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, and yeah. Him, yeah. him saying, like, look, and, and, and I think we could make this, uh, um, we, we, we could make this claim for you like, look, you know, if you're struggling with this, if it, maybe you've never put anybody else last and you've always I'm sorry, mm-hmm. uh, maybe you've never put anyone else first is, is what I meant to yeah. say.
0: Maybe you're Ricky Bobby and you're <laughs> never last. You're never last. If you you're ain't first, fit. you're last. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just saw that that's on Netflix. Is I'm it? Gonna, I'm going to watch that
1: later. We yeah, got yeah, it. Love it. Got to slam that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the thing is, is like if you've never, maybe you've I- in this world, right? Especially with uh, evolution and, you know, the humanist teaching, yes. self centeredness.
0: Just love yourself. Yeah. The be self, the best version of you. Yeah. You have
1: it. <laughs> the self love yes. garbage uh, that's, that's out there in that sense. Um, you know, maybe you're thinking to yourself, I could never, like, I'll be so much further back. I'll be so much further down the line. I've made so much progress in life, you know, by putting myself first. And I would just challenge you right here. Just try it. it at least just, just try it. Yeah, just take it from us in the sense that we don't get it right all the time. But we're here, the elders at Bethlehem, the leaders uh, in, in ministries, like they're leaders in ministries. They're, they're elders in our church. They're leaders in our church for a reason. And the main reason is because they are exhibiting this gospel center behavior of putting themselves last. We call our leadership team here, the support team, you know, we are here to support others and lift others up. Yeah. You know, and it's not just this golden rule type philosophy of doing to others as you want them to do. unto to you, I get that, but this is like literally being selfless, literally even someone that is your enemy doing good to them because Mm -hmm. it's, just absolutely upside down from what the world would expect just try it just try it
0: and i think sometimes we look at that as the exception to the rule like well they're just awful you know it's like well yeah i guess jesus never did say love your enemies you know but you know we all we all know the one person comes to mind we're like oh i just can't yeah hmm, just can't deal with that person but you you should not only should you deal with them, but you should go out of your way to bless them.
1: Yeah. Even in the sense of of, of Jesus' words on the cross, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Mm-hmm. Even in that sense, it's, it's the fact that you are entrusted to this, this kingdom knowledge, right? This kingdom perspective that the world just does not they don't have. have it. You know, in Jesus, it wasn't, the lens wasn't all of the bad that they were doing to him. It was the fact that he understood why they were sinners and doing what they were doing when they didn't understand it. And we're, he was literally broken for them exactly. and not upset at them. This is, the, this is the message of the gospel, that you have the power. Uh, you have this, this knowledge that is power, right? Not the knowledge that puffs up, but the knowledge that says, I'm going to literally allow myself to take the back seat so that they can have the front seat to this train wreck that is my life. That is, you know, my demise, what they think is my demise, but actually it's their salvation. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yep. That's it. You know, and so we're, we're, we're challenging you in this, in this Christian freedom piece and in, in this, you know, really, this is just a a lesson on discipleship. You know, Mm -hmm. how to take that next step in your faith is, you know, your pride cannot be involved in this. It just cannot be. And if you struggle with this aspect, just try it. I promise you it's it's literally the most rewarding thing it is on on the face of this planet because it's not the face of this planet. it is supernatural. Mm-hmm. it is above nature to act like this and put the gospel at the center of your life. Yeah. I don't have time for my story. no, what is do you think? The, the Should the I long tell a story? It? it can be maybe I'll shorten it i I mean that's up to you I don't yeah so i'll I'll just tell you a little bit this This is just such an interesting thing. I finished this book that i tell it, talked about about my the book The Spy and the Trader a little bit in here? I, I don't think we talked about... Uh, no. You might have
0: hit on it just a smidge, a smidge. last week, maybe. But I don't yeah. think you have.
1: Well, when I went on vacation, it was um, it was my vacation book. Typically, I, I get a book and I'll read it while I'm gone. Um, and it's just such a, a really cool, interesting story. And I think what brought uh, some clarity to it even was when my brother-in-law came here, uh, I think that was last week, we went to the Spy Museum down in D.C.
0: Oh, that, that's fun. Did you do the... Um there's that wall where it's like seeing you like walk up to it and the shark's like
1: boom and no. hits the glass. Oh
0: dude, it's I literally fell on the floor. Really? Yeah, because you don't expect it and it looks like it's just like an ocean window and it's so like at the Spire museum? And then there's like fish going by. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. How did I miss that?
0: And then all of a sudden a shark just comes out and it's like
1: boom right That's on the awesome. glass. <laughs> and I like
0: fell. <laughs> I was like, oh my I probably peed a little bit. <laughs> Like it was so bad, but anyway, super cool museum. Yeah,
1: it's, it's awesome. I don't know how I missed that. My favorite thing was the Aston Martin, the 007, the bond vehicle right Mm -hmm. there as soon as you go in. Uh, But it was, it was a great time, you know, but one of the big things that I enjoyed is I had just finished this book on, you know, really the cold war towards the end of the cold war. Mm -hmm. And it was about this, this uh, double agent Gorchevsky who is a uh, KGB, uh, officer you know and it was interesting because uh back when stalin was at the the height of his reign the zenith if you will uh you know they had issues and problems keeping keeping the story straight within the kgb wondering who was within the kjv <laughs> within the, oh <laughs> wow <laughs> there's something there mm. no uh but but the the th- crazy thing is is like if they suspected a mole he would just go in and just start they would start interrogating and killing their own people mm-hmm. you know and there there was just massive killings and massacres within that and so uh the KGB essentially had uh put policies into place within their officers so if you made it to an officer ranking uh the rank of an officer then they had to prove there had to be some sort of uh you know uh what what's the term for it? I can't remember. If the, it's it's my mind's failing me here. Uh, but there was a term where innocent until proven guilty, kind of ish. Uh, as much as that could be in Russia and within the KGB, but they had to like produce evidence and and show that that you were a traitor before they just killed you and your family because of some of those things that Stalin did. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, the, the the craziest story. If you if you are into that sort of thing, read the book. I think it's called A Spy, The Spy and the Traitor. Um, but here he is a a, a Russian KGB, uh, which is their you know essentially their CIA and and their counterintelligence uh, division over there, and he was placed in London, you know at this at the center uh, where the embassy is that they have this basically their their setup, and they were spying on Great Britain, of course spying on America, you know, yeah, and um, you know working those those back channels, but. This guy, essentially, he was posted, before he was an officer, in Denmark. And he had experienced what freedom was like. He had experienced what it was like to see a culture and a people that was that were living in a society that wasn't socialistic. And then he read some anti-Soviet mm. books while he was there. Uh, which, by the way, it was against the law for him to have. You know what I mean? Um, and so him reading these books observing people as he was there to spy on them he he had an internal transformation that Mm -hmm. what he was doing and and one thing to understand about the soviets um just and and if you're not a history buff you can just clock out right now but i love this stuff uh but one thing uh to understand about the soviets is the way they set up the kgb is like they would encourage them to marry and have children And, you know, so you have something to lose. Exactly. Whereas in, Mm -hmm. in, in our culture, it would be like, Hey, it's just probably not an environment for you to raise a family in. They absolutely encouraged it, had compounds and, you know, places for them to live so that they had that over you, you know? And so they were, uh, you know, bred within those ranks, if you will. And so his, his wife, you know, essentially his second wife don't have time to get into all that, but uh, her father and father's father were KGB agents. And uh same thing for Gorchevsky. His family, he came from a long line of, of KGB agents. So it was bred into them, but he just knew internally that something wasn't right. And so they they talk about how with this counterintelligence and getting people to spy for the other side, uh, most of that they try to use money. Mm-hmm. You know, they try to find that person um that that has like this insatiable. Uh, desire for more and you know they feed into that and get them hooked on that financial uh, you know stream coming in so that they'll continue to feed them intelligence and so here's a guy uh, Aldrich Ames uh, night, born in 1941 is a former Central Intelligence CIA agent he was an officer turned KGB double agent and was convicted of espionage in 1994 So, here's a guy, at the same time, Gorchevsky sees a different way, sees a different people, like, from the perspective of freedom, he decides to risk his life and continue to leak information to Great Britain. Ultimately, information that was significant to ending the Cold War Mm -hmm. and to wrecking the KGB's operations of counterintelligence. And... It was not about the money he wouldn't for years for like ten years he wouldn't take fine obviously because you know it was dangerous you know to see that that type of track with finances coming to him yeah but he he wouldn't take any of it and it was all under the auspice and the ideology that look socialism is bad, communism is bad, and I can see how this is damaging people and I can see how free people are living and so he was the double agent because of the idea and the ideology of what freedom is and what it could be in a society. And so his ultimate... Uh, his why, if you will, was to bring down Russia. His why was to was to cripple them from the inside out. And so he was willing to risk his life. And he said it over and over, and he's still alive today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, he said it over and over that it was a continual, and he ended up losing his whole family. It's just the craziest thing. It's terrible. Um, but he did it because he knew he had purpose in order to bring freedom about. But on the flip side, here was a man Aldridge Ames who was in America who knows how important freedom is but he was unhappy with the money he was making. He uh married a, a it's it's a crazy story who he met when he was on on a basically on a a trip to gather intelligence and basically put his put this fo- this front or his foot forward that he was like this rich American. And so he had to facilitate her spending habits and so what he could get by leaking a little information to Russia Mm -hmm. uh, for financial gain over $5 million over the course of probably 10 years or whatever it was, uh, he gets by giving up. And over 20 agents were killed uh, because of him selling them out to the Russian KGB. One man who's literally, you know, uh, Gorchevsky, a Russian KGB officer, gives up everything for no money because he knows that, that freedom is an important force that needs to, to reach everyone. No one should live under that oppression. And then here's a man who sells out his freedom and kills people because of his love for money and Blood materialism. Money. Yeah. Like on two separate ends of the spectrum, one is actually pursuing freedom from bondage, and the other is pursuing bondage from freedom. And it's a perfect illustration of our lives. We Let's not be the people, the Christian that are given the freedom in Christ, mm-hmm. but sell out. And we use out. it to sell out. Sell out. Wow. And That's miss good. and and continue to leak things over. You're eating at the table of demons. You're, you're not understanding the price that was paid for your freedom. And it shows in your actions because you're really only concerned with a bigger house, with a bigger car, with, with more material possessions. The materialism that the KGB could offer Gorchevsky was never enough to keep him from leaking information to the enemy because he knew that the real enemy was within. Mm -hmm. He knew that the real enemy was the Russians. Um, So it's an incredible lesson from history to see what real freedom looks like coming out of bondage. Uh, And my goodness, just from a historical perspective, we're missing this in our nation today. Yeah, We are selling our freedom because we're more concerned with the possessions and the things that we want God help us. God help us as a nation from a perspective that's losing touch. Mm-hmm. We're a bunch of Aldrich Ameses. We're a bunch of sellouts. Yeah, you know, because we we want bigger houses and cars and clothes and twenty five. Well, I mean, look at the look at the voting issues. You know,
0: we're all gas is up two dollars. Like that's what we're concerned about. It's ridiculous. Not that I enjoy gas being up, but like we we're more concerned about we're. It's all about our pockets. Right. How's the stock market? How's gas? Is the price of lumber at less than $1,000 for a sheet of plywood? Right. You know? No, it's not, by the way. <laughs> it is not. Yeah. Um. It's coming down, though, I heard. Oh, that's good. It should. Um, I heard that the, the cost of it being produced is down, but that we won't see that on our end until the lumber that, like, Home Depot and Lowe's paid, you know. All the up. cost to come down. Right. Yep. As soon as that's over, then the cost will come down. Yeah. You know, but yeah, yeah it, prayerfully. It, yeah well, in. it's
1: just a we can see it on both sides, you know yeah. we, we can see the example um in our nation, we can see the example in our nation's history, and we can see it here in the bible and the point is, can we put others first and ourselves last? Mm-hmm. you know that, that's it. having true exercising true freedom is that mm. putting others first that's right, it's not as much about our freedom mm. as it is about understanding the ideology of freedom. And allowing that to govern. And and sometimes that looks like, and more often than not, it looks like paying it forward. It does. Which yeah. is perfect. And I mean,
0: Paul, in Paul's mind, he was as free as can be. Yep. But what is he saying? in 1 Corinthians chapter 1? But a he bond, lost his life. I'm a bondservant. Yep, that's you know, right. I give my body to be beaten. Yep. I'm, I'm paraphrasing now multiple chapters. But, like yep. but that's the Paul, idea. Yeah. How Paul categorizes and treats himself reflects that. Of somebody who is in bondage, but he's really free. That's right. And he's choosing to put himself last because he's free.
1: Yeah, and even in his life, you know, as far as, like, all of his missionary journeys were to collect money from Gentile churches Mm -hmm. to feed the poor Jewish communities in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That were under oppression. So it's, like, him him giving of his life to connect these two— people that were in another realm of freedom to those that were in another realm of bondage. Yes. And and it is just a, it's a beautiful picture. And so we're, we're just trying to continue to pull back the curtain a little bit. And I hope that, I hope this conversation was helpful yeah. for you today. Absolutely. Yeah. On a slightly unrelated note, do you remember
0: there was, it was popular in like 2009, 2010, there was a texting service and you could text in, it was a six digit number, you could text in any question to get an answer. It was called KGB. Really? Yeah. There was, <laughs> which now I'm looking back and I'm like, who made that decision on the um, marketing end? Like that's yeah. everybody in the United States is like, let's just ask the KGB questions. You oh know? my god! But it was you would text five four two five four two KGB twice, and we would. When I was in high school, we would just sounds
1: like Russian spyware.
0: Yeah, but there were like commercials. Like it was like a big thing. Yeah. And then you had to pay for KGB. Which was funny. It was like a pay per text thing you'd get <laughs> on your cell phone bill. This is before smartphones. So it might have been 2008, maybe, before smartphones were like super, like everybody had them. Yeah. You know? Well, that was. Because I think I got my first iPhone in 2010. No. Are you you sure? were with me when I got my first iPhone. I had the iPhone 4S. Oh, 10. 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was I was out of college. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, maybe it was 2012. So that, no, that's possible. Yeah, because the iPhone 5 came out when I was a senior. In high school, which was 2012, 2013.
1: I, it seems to me I remember some sort of texting service yeah. like that. It,
0: it's just funny to me that it was called KGB, and nobody thought that that was, like, suspicious, <laughs> like, for information collecting and money. like. And it's you, brutal. But we would text it, and it would be like, you know, well, what's the, what's the biggest hippo that's ever been found? <laughs> like, just random it stuff. It was like
1: Google before.
0: I, right, exactly. Before, before you Google. had access to Google on a cell phone, you could just yeah. text it, and it would get back to you in, like, Less than 30 seconds. Wow. I don't know. Somebody in the KGB was on the <laughs> other end. Like I, I don't know. Give this guy an answer. It's kind of. But if you've ever. And his information. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about, this, this should resonate for you. Because it was a. a what a wild time to be alive.
1: Yeah. For smartphones. I'm, I'm telling you. Over. It, it's been a shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been a huge shift. Which is why it's more important for us to have the right perspective, because who knows where we're headed from there. Richard Branson, did I'm you gonna see that? I'm going to try it. I'm going to
0: text that number right now. <laughs> we're going to do it. We're going to do it live on air. I'm going to text <laughs> 542. I'm texting Vladimir Putin right now. While
1: you're texting. You know he was a former <laughs> KGB. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Donald Trump's going to answer. That's, <laughs> 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 That's, That's hilarious. hilarious. Uh, what should I ask it? Um <laughs> what is the
1: world's and largest and pizza? I was going to say an election question because you know they'll be all over that at the KGB.
0: <laughs> oh, look. There it is. This may cause charges on your mobile account. <laughs> Let's see. Always allow. Oh, uh, the service, service is, is not, not available. available. Dang. That's funny.
1: That's funny. No more. They shut them down. They shut them down. The but KGB
0: is no more. Thank you, Gorgia. <laughs> Good. G- G- Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> thank you
1: <laughs> oh my gosh well hey
0: we hope you've enjoyed this conversation yes. and we hope you've enjoyed uh, the past couple weeks of us talking about him specifically talking about this idea of Christian freedom and how that yes. plays out in our lives yeah and as we put a bow on it put yourself last yeah do put it. others first do and it. by putting others first we're putting Jesus first
1: yep just do it by not doing it yep yep God bless you I love you. you so much
0: see you